informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. Wednesday, November the 24th. It is... Can we say it's it's Thanksgiving Eve? Is that a thing? I don't even know. But hey, happy Thanksgiving to you. Praise be to God. We are going to have a great show lined up for you today. I wonder what you are thankful for. I would love to know that. And in fact, today on the program, we're going to give you an opportunity to express what you are thankful for. You have to hang out with us uh, for the after show. where We'll open up the phone lines and allow you the opportunity to talk to us directly about what you are thankful for. Praise be to God. We are thankful for you. We're very grateful for you, the listener, for being a part of the Catholic Drive Time family. And so many of you are listening every single day, and uh, we call you the CDT Insiders, and we're grateful to you, so praise be to God for that. But I also want, we have a special guest today, as, as a matter of fact. Uh, today, we have uh, uh, myself from 12 years ago. <laughs> I pulled out from the archives a, a, a podcast show that I produced 12 years ago on the Todah sacrifice, on the Thanksgiving sacrifice. And I think I did it uh, during Thanksgiving week 12 years ago, uh, or 11 years, I don't even know how long. It was a long time ago <laughs> when I did this. And today we're going to play for you a clip of that uh, episode that I produced so many years ago on the Todah, the Thanksgiving sacrifice. And that'll be coming up at 35 past the hour. At 15 past the hour, I want to read to you a portion of the affidavit from the arraignment hearing of the uh, Waukesha Christmas Parade suspect that was read in court, as a matter of fact. Uh, it is, it's a heart-wrenching story to even think about those lives lost. But I don't know if you knew this or not, but a priest was, was injured in the, in the attack. Uh, several parishioners, including school Catholic school children, were also injured in the attack. The Archdiocese of Milwaukee has put out a statement. The, the bishop, in fact, uh, Bishop Lestecki, Archbishop Lestecki, he also made a statement to this effect, praying for those victims, those lives lost. In fact, it was a, a sixth uh, deceased victim yesterday, a child. So, so much to pray for in our tragic times. Uh, pray fast and do penance for but at any rate, we're going to cover some of that at the 15 past the hour and the what's concerning us. And so there's a lot to get into today. Plus, today is the day we are going to give out the prize for our game show in the second hour for all of those that can join us for our second hour of Catholic Drive Time. We would love to have you a part of the program. So praise be to God for that. Good morning to you, Rudy. Praise be to God. How is life? Praise be to God. Oh, it's not quite. It's almost, but it's not quite. You know, only only the most incredible people on planet Earth get up early. So, congratulations. You've made it to a very uh, exclusive group of human beings. <laughs> Praise be to Jesus. Speaking of patting himself on the back, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Good morning. Good morning. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Praise be to God. You know how I know that only the most awesome people wake up early? Uh, because I get up early. Uh, okay, that's an option, right. I suppose. Yeah. Not the one I was going to go with, though. Yeah. I was going to say it's because uh, everybody who's sleeping in 
can't argue with me at the moment. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> Though, you know, I have to say, I looked at the archives and I was looking at the metadata and it seems like this feed that Joe's about to play for y'all in a little uh, bit yeah. is 70 years old. Back <laughs> when uh, Joe was, was a young man at 30. Uh-huh. Yeah, back when. Way back. Hey, man. <laughs> Written real to real. Hey, exactly. hey, get off my lawn. Okay? <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> Praise be to God. Well, we are thankful for you, dear listeners. Thank you, thankful to you, Lori and, and Doug and Buddy. Uh, praise be to God. Thank you for your generous being a part of our Catholic Drive Time family and every single day hanging out with us. Tammy, thank, thankful to you, too, for, for hanging out with us every single morning in the first hour and everybody listening on Catholic Radio. So praise be to God. Thank you for being a part of the Catholic Drive Time show. We're going to jump into it, though. We have a lot to cover. We have uh, the breaking news and stories for you coming up in a moment. We have Saint of the Day, Gospel of the Day. We'll get a reflection in, praise be to Jesus. And then we have the What's Concerning Us, where there are a few stories, as I like to say, that are of great concern to me and I'm sure to you as well. And then we will dive into uh, the Toda sacrifice, the Thanksgiving sacrifice that paved the way, the precursor, the forerunner, the, the foreshadowing, the, the hint of greater things to come in the sacrificial uh, uh, liturgy of the Holy Eucharist. Praise be to God. So that's coming up at 35 past the hour with the old, or should I say young, Joe McLean from the podcast, Behold the Man. That's coming up. And then in the second hour, we have our game show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully you can join us for all or most of it. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your headlines with Rudy Carlos.
The saint of the day is Saint Flora and Mary. During the 9th century, the Muslim invaded and conquered large parts of what is today Spain. Many were killed for violating Sharia law, their crimes ranging from apostasy to blasphemy against Muhammad in, their, in his religion. Two young women lived through this. One was named Flora, the other Maria. Flora was born to a Muslim father and a Christian mother. When she was still a child, her father died and her mom raised her as a Christian. She has an older brother who was a Muslim and she, as she grew older, he tried to convert her to Islam. Flora was adamant that she would not turn against Jesus. Her brother, exasperated, turned her into the authorities and Flora was sent to a prison and a Muslim scholar was assigned to convert her to Islam. Somehow, Flora escaped and made her way to a Christian settlement. During the same time, Mary, a sister to a deacon in the church, Mary's parents, fearing being charged as apostates, left their home and headed to a town considered a safer place in Feronius. It was shortly thereafter that Mary's mother died. Mary's dad, fearful for his daughter's safety, sent her to a convent in a place called Cutaclara. When, while praying at St. Asclesis Church, she met Flora, who arrived around the same time. They had much in common. The convent's mother superior told Maria how her two sons were executed by the Muslims 30 years earlier and how they had made her watch her sons as they suffered and died. Flora and Mary decided to turn themselves into the Muslim authorities to suffer and die together for Jesus. The Muslim court, in an attempt to break the two women, sentenced them to a brothel so they would have to endure the shame and humiliation of being a prostitute. Flora and Maria never wavered from their values and faith. They were beaten and scourged but never gave in. The authorities gave up and Flora and Mary were taken out and beheaded. They died in 856. St. Flora and Mary... Pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Luke chapter 21, verses 12 through 19. Jesus said to the crowd, They will seize and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons, and they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead to your giving testimony. Remember, you are not to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed by your perseverance you will secure your lives. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Ignatius Catholic Study Bible points out, unlike professional orators who rehearse their speeches before delivering them, disciples should only prepare to be faithful. Christ will give them words through the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I love that. Speaking uh, as someone who is a professional Catholic speaker and has done so countless times, in many places on planet Earth, praise be to God, uh, there is a vast difference between giving a speech, you know, gripping and entertaining a crowd, and giving testimony on behalf of Christ, and trusting in the Holy Ghost for that. It is a powerful re reality, I think. You know, um, St. Gregory talks about the end of the world and as a part of this passage. He says, first, the hearts of men. Afterwards, the elements shall be disturbed 
that when the order of things is thrown into confusion, it may be plain from what retribution it arises. For although the end of the world depends upon its own appointed course, yet finding some more corrupt than others who shall rightly be overwhelmed in its fall, our Lord makes them known. I think he's been telling us so much now as we, as we wrap up our liturgical calendar for the year and begin for the new. The end of the world, judgment, is what's placed in front of us. The church, the Holy Mother Church, and her wisdom has given us our end to meditate upon before we meditate upon the birth of Christ. So much to think about, to pray about, and to be grateful for. Grace and the sacraments. Amen? We'll be right back. What's concerning us is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Captain Drive Time. We'll be right back. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. We're often told that so long as sexual activity is performed between consenting adults, there's nothing morally wrong with what's done. Is this a reasonable way of morally evaluating sexual behavior? I don't think so, and here's why. First, such reasoning justifies disturbing acts like that of Ormond Mivis, who butchered and ate a willing victim that responded to an advertisement placed on the internet. I don't think we want to say consensual cannibalism is okay. Second, the assertion arbitrarily picks consent as the only aspect of nature's design for sex as having any moral significance. If we must reverence nature's design for consensual sex, then why is it okay to not reverence nature's design for procreation? If it's okay to reject one, well then it's okay to reject the other. So rather than reverencing consensual sex, this argument undermines it. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Coming up at 35 past the hour, we are going to talk to my old self, Joe McLean, from about 11, 12 years ago or so. I produced a podcast back in those days called Behold the Man. And uh, I'd love to uh, dive deep into scripture and typology in particular. Biblical typology is my favorite subject. And I did a whole show on the Todah sacrifice, the Eucharistic sacrifice. And I, I want to share some of that with you today. So coming up at 35 past the hour after our, our breaking news and stories with Rudy, we're going to uh, play a little clip from you from my old podcast way back in the day. So it's going to be a blast from the past. Praise be to God. So that's coming up. The Todah sacrifice, the Eucharistic sacrifice. That's coming up. All right. So there are a few stories, as I like to say, that are of great concern to me, and I'm sure to some of you. Like, for instance, like the, the, the army being used to carry people to COVID camps in Australia. Yeah, not China, Australia. Think about that. They're using, in Darwin, Australia, they rolled out, I think it was, was it a year ago, maybe? I don't remember. They rolled out a year ago or some some few months ago, they rolled out the social credit score system that China uses on its citizens. They rolled that out in Darwin, Australia. And now they're using it 
you know, to know, uh, let's see, who's infected, who's come close to people who've been infected. And they're using the army to then move people to the COVID camps. If I didn't, if I, if I didn't know that this was reality, boy, I'd think it was conspiracy. And I would say this is, this is bizarre world, Twilight Zone. But that's the world we live in. Uh, there's, it's interesting times, to say the least. But I would like to read for you uh, a bit of the affidavit of the charges, the allegations against Mr. Daryl Brooks up in uh, Waukesha, Kansas, or Wisconsin, rather, forgive me, who is alleged to have driven his Ford Escape through a crowd of people at a Christmas parade to include a priest, uh, parishioners, and even Catholic school kids. So this is the affidavit. I saw it being posted yesterday on Andy Now's Twitter, Twitter feed, and I got a copy of some of the relevant parts, and I want to read them to you. And this was, uh, you know, if I watched, in fact, I watched the judge yesterday going through some of this information and just astounded at the criminal history of this particular uh, suspect. Uh, the fact that he's had two uh, so light bails, $1,000, the last bail. He is alleged to have uh, used his car to attempt to kill his, his child's mother recently out on bail for that in, in particular, $1,000 bail. And they levied a $5 million bail against him for this due to the severity, the seriousness, how many victims. I mean, the sixth, uh, sixth victim is now deceased, a child, in fact. It's, it's pretty, pretty insane. So here's a little bit uh, from this affidavit. At approximately 4.35 p.m., Detective Casey heard via the Waukesha police radio that reserve officer was informed by a citizen that two people were fighting in the area of White Rock School. Squads were sent to that area to further investigate. A few minutes later, Detective Casey heard a horn honking from an area north of his location. Detective Casey went out onto White Rock Avenue to see where the horn sound was coming from. He observed that White Rock, White Rock Avenue was filled with parade participants, as was East Main Street. He began to see people spreading apart and observed a red Ford Escape driving southbound on White Rock, White Rock Avenue. He observed people jumping out of the way of the red Ford Escape. As the Ford Escape was at White Rock Avenue and East Main Street, Detective Casey stepped in front of the Ford Escape and pounded on the hood of the vehicle and yelled multiple times, Stop! Detective Casey was wearing a shirt with patches on both shoulders that stated Waukesha Police, as well as wearing a black hat with white letters on the front of it, that which read, Police. Further, he was wearing a neon orange safety vest that stated police on the front of it and back of it. The Ford Escape continued driving and turned westbound on East Main Street. At that time, the vehicle was driving at a slow speed and the vehicle brushed Detective Casey back off the front of the car, causing him to be positioned down the driver's side of the vehicle. Detective Casey went to the driver's side of the window and pounded on the driver's side door yelling stop detective casey subsequently positively identified the driver of the ford escape as daryl e brooks jr date of birth 22182 hereafter referred to as the defendant the defendant drove past detective casey and into the parade procession detective casey chased the vehicle to east ave on foot and he observed the vehicle begin to drive faster Detective Casey broadcast over the radio that the Ford, the red Ford Escape had entered the parade route and he needed squads to respond in an emergency fashion. 
A few seconds later, Detective Casey heard on the police radio that the vehicle was striking people and was continuing westbound on East Main Street. Uh, I'm going to skip just a little bit to keep it kind of pertinent here. It says, Detective Casey later observed three adult victims in the road on East Main Street. These victims were subsequently identified as victim A, B, C. All three of these victims had traumatic injuries as a result of being hit by the vehicle the defendant was driving, and all three subsequently pronounced dead. Victim D, an adult, was transported to Waukesha Memorial Hospital, and she subsequently died as a result of the injuries she sustained as a result of being struck by the defendant's vehicle. Victim E, an adult, was transported to Aurora Summit, and he subsequently died as a result of the injuries he sustained as a result of being struck by the defendant's vehicle. I'm going to skip down to Officer uh, Buttrin. Officer Buttrin was assisting with crowd control in the area of East Main Street and Northeast Avenue. At approximately 4.38 p.m., Officer Buttrin heard on his radio that a car was traveling westbound. Approaching the parade route, Officer Buttrin observed a red Ford Escape traveling westbound on White Rock Ave, approaching East Main Street. He began walking onto East Main Street into the parade in an attempt to get the driver's attention, stop the vehicle, and redirect the vehicle from the parade route. The vehicle turned right onto East Main Street toward Officer Buttrin. As the vehicle was traveling westbound on East Main Street, Officer Buttrin was standing directly in line with the vehicle, wearing a full city of Waukesha Police Department uniform. He put his hands up and yelled, Stop the vehicle, multiple times. Officer Buttrin estimated the vehicle speed to be approximately 25 miles per hour. The vehicle was initially sticking to the north side of the road in the open lane between the parade participants and spectators. Officer Buttrin observed the driver looking straight ahead, directly at him, and it appeared he had no emotion on his face. As the vehicle passed his location, Officer Buttrin continually, continually yelled for the, for the vehicle to stop. The vehicle continued traveling westbound on East Main Street and passed through the intersection of East Main Street and Buckley Street. Officer Buttrin concluded that if the driver was lost and attempting to get out of the parade, this would have been a reasonable location for him to stop and exit the parade route. The vehicle continued westbound on East Main Street and was honking its horn. As the vehicle got to approximately Martin Street, it appeared to Officer Buttrin that the vehicle began to increase its speed. As the vehicle was traveling westbound, the vehicle began getting closer to parade spectators and almost struck a small juvenile who was standing in one of the parking stalls on the north side of the road as its speed was increasing. The vehicle then got into the intersection of East Main Street and Northwest Barstow Street, and it appeared the brakes were activated. Officer Buttram believed the vehicle was going to come to a stop and attempt to make a right-hand turn out of the parade route onto Northwest Barstow Street. However, the vehicle then appeared to rapidly accelerate. As Officer Buttram heard tr uh, tires squeal, the vehicle took an abrupt left turn into the crowd of parade participants. At this point, it was clear to Officer Buttrin that this was an intentional act to strike and hurt as many people as possible. Officer Buttrin continued to run westbound on East Main Street, trailing the vehicle and its path. He observed the vehicle appeared to be intentionally moving side to side, striking multiple people, and bodies and objects were flying from the area of the vehicle.
As Officer Butrin got to the area of the Subway restaurant on East Main Street, Officer Butrin began to encounter multiple casualties. Multiple people were, pull, were pulling at him, saying that they needed assistance with injured parties. Based on the ongoing threat of the vehicle and the occupant, Officer Butrin asked those assisting with the casualties as he passed if they were breathing and advised them to stay with them and that ambulances were on the way. Officer Butrin continued to chase after the vehicle on foot in order to stop the threat the driver posed. Detective Casey spoke with Officer Scholten, who indicated that he saw the Ford Escape traveling southbound on West Main Street approaching Wisconsin Avenue running over people. Officer Scholten shot at the vehicle three times, striking it three times. Detective Tersoni spoke with multiple citizens witnessing witnesses who were present during the parade. One witness indicated, quote, as I continued to watch the SUV, it continued to drive in a zigzag motion. It was like the SUV was trying to avoid vehicles, not people. There was no attempt made by the vehicle to stop, much less slow down, unquote. Detective Tersoni spoke with another witness who described the same zigzag driving pattern by the SUV, and the witness further indicated he felt it was, quote, a direct intent to hit as many parade participants, unquote. Based on the foregoing complaint, uh, the complainant, based on the foregoing, the complainant believes this complaint to be true and correct. That is, uh, that is pretty crazy. Pretty crazy detail from this affidavit of the arraignment of Mr. Brooks, suspected, alleged to have been the driver. You know, I don't know if you saw this yesterday or not. Um, Adrian, you can take that uh, desktop down. I don't know if you saw the video or not, but there was doorbell video footage of Mr. Brooks knocking on someone's door, begging to be let in, claiming to be a homeless person, saying they were looking for an Uber. They're called an Uber. They don't know where they're going to meet. This person lets Mr. Brooks into his house, not knowing who he is or what his deal is, thinking he was just a homeless guy who needed help, makes the guy a sandwich. And then he looks out the window and he sees the police cars are coming down the street and something is up. And then this, this guy's like, listen, I don't know who you are. I think you've got to go. The guy goes out of the house. He's coming back. This is all in doorbell footage. You can probably go to YouTube and find it there. And he is banging on this gentleman's door again, begging to be let back in, claiming that he left his ID card inside. The police see Mr. Brooks on this man's porch and they arrest him there. Guns drawn. It's pretty crazy footage. And it's a, it's a more insane thing to think that somebody, for whatever reason, even the judge points out, if you watch the, uh, the video yesterday of his arraignment yesterday, the judge even says, I have no idea of the motivation. He even says, I'm not even entitled to know, to know what the motivation or the intent is here. A lot of people are speculating today that Mr. Brooks had sympathies for the BLM movement, and was acting in that way. I don't know. It's all alleged until proven otherwise. We have no idea what's going on here or why he did this, but according to this affidavit, it does look incredibly intentional. And as Officer Casey had an eye-to-eye contact with this individual, he was positively identified. Let's pray for God's justice, healing, and forgiveness in this situation. We don't want race wars in our country. That needs to be prevented.
We'll be right back. More breaking news and stories is coming up next. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. Lunch and prayers with children look very different than a religious community or a couple praying by themselves. Kids make praying interesting, to say the least. <laughs> Though celebrating Lent takes on a different character when you have children, it still can be a blessed and grace-filled season for all of you. We'd like to encourage you to create an environment in your home that will teach your children just as effectively as any words you may say. This is one of the many joys of being Catholic. We have so many things that our children can see, smell, taste, and touch that communicate the pillars and truths of our faith. Here are a few ideas. Purchase stations of the cross cards for your home and post them on the wall so you can walk the way of the cross in your home. On Fridays, eating a simple meal of beans and rice or bread and cheese is a great way to introduce children to the idea of fasting. Make an altar with a crucifix, a crown of thorns, and a purple cloth to remind children daily of this penitential season. For more ideas on celebrating Lent, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you.
most significant of the peace offerings is the Todah, again Hebrew, meaning thank offering. We read about this in Leviticus chapter 7, verses 12 through 15. It says, quote, If he offers it for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer with the thank offering unleavened cakes mixed with oil, unleavened wafers spread with oil, and cakes of fine flour well mixed with oil. With the sacrifice of his peace offerings for thanksgiving, he shall bring his offering with cakes of leavened bread, and of such he shall offer one cake from each offering, as an offering to the Lord. It shall belong to the priest who, who throws the blood of the peace offerings, and then flesh of the sacrifice of his, of his peace offering for thanksgiving shall be eaten on the day of his offering. He shall not leave any of it until the morning." Unquote. This was a sacrifice offered by anyone who had been saved from death, from peril, from sickness, you, you name it. If anyone was on the brink of utter destruction or utter despair, and then God saved them, they came and they offered this thanksgiving offering, this todah. They came to the temple, they brought their lamb, which the priest took, he sacrificed, he spread the blood, he took the blood out and he sprinkled it on the altar, and then he took the shoulder and the neck and the, the priest got to eat that, so that was his portion, his share, his partaking in the sacrifice. And then what it was uh, the entrails and the, the fat were burned on the altar and that was offered up to God, and then the person took the bread uh, after the priest had consecrated the bread, took the bread and did a wave offering. Now, some say the ancient rabbinical writings say that, that that wave offering was done to the four quarters of the earth, which looked very closely, much like what we Catholics have in the blessing when the priest raises his hand upward and then downward and then right and left. Okay, this, this, the sign of the cross is what we, we have today. But the priest offered that very same gesture up and down and right and left was a wave offering. So the priest took the bread and did the wave offering. And then that was the, the consecration of that bread and gave it to the, the lay for, the lay faithful there. And that person left the temple. Okay. They took the remainder of it back to their home and they invited their friends and their family members over and they would offer up this sacrificial meal and they would all enjoy this meal of meat, of bread and of wine. Wine was included. Okay. This, this was very, um, very reminiscent or uh, typological or foreshadowing of that Eucharistic meal that would come. More on that later on here in a minute. But during this meal that they had to have, they had to eat it that very day. They, as according to Leviticus, they couldn't wait till the next day to finish consuming it. They had to consume it that day. Okay. While they were doing this, songs were sung. Okay. These, these were psalms. Okay, they were Todah psalms. They were specifically written for this sacrifice. This was very powerful. We actually read about the cup of wine, the cup of consummation, the cup of salvation that was raised to God in Psalm 116, verse 13. So we see a meal, a sacrificial meal with, with the lamb being offered with the bread that was waved by the priest and consecrated, which the lay faithful was able to take and eat. Okay, this was the only sacrifice in the Levitical liturgical law that a lay person could actually partake in. They, the priests were allowed to eat, but this was the only one where a lay person could 
eat as well. So they took the bread, the wine, the cup of consummation, they called it, Psalm 116, verse 13, and they partook in this sacrificial offering, this todah, this thanksgiving to God, for he has saved us. He has looked on us in our, in our iniquity. He has, he has seen it fit to save us. And so they are just filled with great pride and great joy and gladness to God that he saved them and raised them up from the depths. Now, King David, he takes this thank offering, this todah, and he kicks it up a notch. In 1 Chronicles 15, we read how David moved the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem. Okay, That used to be Salem, or Shalom, as we said, which means peace. That was under King Melchizedek. Okay, So David brings up this Ark, but he calls out all the clans of the Levites, the priests and the liturgical ministers, and he, he has them cleaned and he has them consecrated because it's time to do it right. Now, we messed up before, he says. Now it's time to do it right. We were commanded to take up the Ark on our shoulders and walk it up. And so he has them uh, all dressed in fine linen garments, and he himself wears the linen ephah. This is the very vestment of the priest, David, a priest. He wasn't a Levite. But yet David wears and dresses and acts just like a priest. And so they take up the ark to Jerusalem, and David there dances before the ark on the way, and he, he makes merry before the ark as it's going up to Jerusalem. And they, they play instruments, and they sing the psalms as they go up. This is reminiscent of that fateful encounter of Our Lady with Elizabeth, her cousin, in the hill country of Judea, as within her womb, at the very sound of Mary's voice, John the Baptist leaps for joy. It's a direct parallel to 2 Samuel 6, which is an episode of what we're talking about here. Only here I'm drawing from 1 Chronicles 15. Then David offers up a peace offering for the people to the Lord when he gets to Jerusalem. Then he distributes to all bread, wine, and meat. We read about it in 1 Chronicles 16, verses 1-4. through 4, quote, And they brought the ark of God and set it inside the tent which David had pitched for it. And they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before God. And when David had finished offering the burnt offerings and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord, and distributed to all Israel, both men and women, to each a loaf of bread, a portion of meat, and a cake of raisins. Moreover, he appointed certain of the Levites as ministers before the ark of the Lord to invoke, to thank, and to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, unquote. So he offers up the great Todah on behalf of all the people, and all the people partake in this uh, peace offering, this Todah offering. They take the bread and the, and the meat and the wine, and they partake. David he initiates a We're gonna perpetual pause right there. This Todah. Is, this is from a podcast from 2010. We're going to go to a break, and we're going to come right back. And the meat and the wine, and they partake. David, he initiates... It's the Toda Sacrifice. Well, sort of. That's from a podcast back in 2010 that I had produced so many years ago. Praise be to God. I sound young, don't I? Don't go anywhere. Captain Drive Down. We'll be right back. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. 
G.K. Chesterton says, Thanks are the highest form of thought. At the sacrifice of the Mass, we hear the priest say, We do well always and everywhere to give you thanks. Always and everywhere. Have we ever really thought about that? If we were always thankful to God, always and everywhere, what would our lives be like? Chesterton says, We should always endeavor to wonder at the permanent thing, not at the mere exception. We should be startled by the sun, not by the eclipse. We should wonder less at the earthquake and wonder more at the earth. Thanks are the highest form of thought. Maybe that's why the word Eucharist means thanksgiving. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org GloryAndShine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. GloryAndShine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At GloryAndShine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, GloryAndShine.com. Thank you again. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Uh, we're going to play the rest of this clip for you. It comes from a podcast I produced. I used to produce a podcast called "The Behold the Man back, way back in the day. And um, and this was an episode on the Thanksgiving sacrifice, the Todah sacrifice. I used to geek out on biblical typology. Loved it. So I used to eat it. 24-7, I, I just could never get enough. Uh, love to listen to lectures from the, from the biblical scholars like Scott Hahn, Bergsma, Barbara Petrie, read their books, and really just enjoyed all that stuff. So uh, this was that from that time. I sound, uh, it's, it's weird to hear my voice from so long ago, but at any rate, I hope you're enjoying this, especially as we're contemplating this Thanksgiving weekend, giving thanks to God Almighty. So we're going to play the rest of this, and then we'll wrap it up early, but uh, we're going to give you a chance to share with us what you might be grateful for, what you're thankful for, uh, in the second half of this second hour of Catholic Drive Time. So be sure to join us on our live video feed, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, odyssey.com, but we're also live streaming to our website grnonline.com forward slash cdt we'll open up the phone lines in the second half of the second hour and let you call in and share with what you are grateful for so without further ado here's uh, more of that clip from the toda sacrifice david he initiates a perpetual toda a perpetual adoration a perpetual thanksgiving to god with one of the clans of the levites from that day on, you know, from I read from uh, Dr. Scott Hahn's Letter and Spirit, from written text to living word in the liturgy, quote, David took a special interest in revitalizing the liturgy. Jewish tradition reveres him as a sort of second lawgiver, but his special law was dominated by liturgy, says Midrash Telahim, the oldest surviving commentary on the Psalms, quote, Moses gave Israel the five books of the law, and David gave Israel the five books of the Psalms, unquote. David is all about liturgy. Again, it is very significant that David, who is not a priest, who is not a Levite, is here acting as a priest. He is both king and priest, dressed like a priest in priestly vestments. He is now offering the sacrifice himself. That is very significant. 
He has become the new Melchizedek, the very king of the same city that Melchizedek was both king and priest of. Again, foreshadowing typology of the one who is to come, the true heir of the throne of David, our Lord Jesus Christ, who is both king, priest, and lamb, the very sacrifice that becomes the new Todah. But I'm getting ahead of myself. King David recognizes the Levites and reinvigorates the liturgy of the people, giving them the psalms that are designed specifically for Todah, or thanksgiving. Now, a Todah psalm, okay, there are several psalms that are called Todah psalms. They are different from the rest. They have a very specific form, okay? They start with lament, okay? In other words, I'm surrounded, I'm drowning. They come to kill me. Okay, then it, it turns to a trust in God, even in despair. But you are my salvation and my rock. And then it ends in praise to God and, and telling others. For instance, I will proclaim in the congregation of your mighty deeds. David gives us the insight into the heart of God with the Todah Psalms. He says, quote, in Psalm 51, verses 16 through 19, quote, For thou hast no delight in sacrifices, were I to give a burnt offering, thou wouldst not be pleased. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God. Thou wilt not despise. Do good to Zion in thy good pleasure. Rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then wilt thou delight in right sacrifices, in burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on thy altar." Unquote. You see? It's a clean heart. It's an ear towards obedience, not the blood of bulls and goats that God desires. David makes it ultimately very clear to us. It's not the blood. It's the obedience. It's a clean heart. The people got caught up in the strict practice of the law, but forgot about the spirit of the law. And they needed both. They had to have both. David tries to keep the people on track with a clean heart. And that he reminds us that that sacrifice was out of necessity for their own evil doing at Mount Sinai. But the corporate Todah was the Passover. That was the one day of the year where the people, they could not offer a Todah for themselves because it was the corporate Passover, the corporate Todah that was being offered for all the people. Okay, And we see that in the Passover sacrifice, there's the lamb, the bread, and the wine. In fact, there are four cups in the Passover liturgy that are being offered. And there are certain hymns that are sung in the Passover. The great Hillel, for instance, Psalm 113 through 118, which includes Psalm 116, which we've already quoted from. The Todah Psalms, these are. These Psalms were movements of salvation. They went from despair to hope to praise of God and of giving thanks to God. The Todah, it said, will last forever. The ancient rabbis believed that the Todah sacrifice would be the only sacrifice that would live beyond the sacrifice of animals. We read, quote, In the coming messianic age, all sacrifices will cease, but the thank offering, Todah, will never cease, unquote. You see, in the upper room, it was a Todah. It was the Passover meal that Jesus enjoyed with his 12 disciples, a todah sacrifice. We read about that in Luke 22, verses 14 through 22. Now, what's interesting is the Greek word for todah, for thanksgiving, is eucharistia. It is eucharist that's being offered in the upper room. 
The cup of blessing which our Lord blesses, we read of St. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 16, it is the cup of blessing, which is the third cup in the Passover liturgy. And then what happens? Jesus, after he drinks this cup, he blesses the cup, he turns it into his blood of the new covenant, he sings the, the great Hallel, and then they leave, they go out to the, to the, 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 the Garden of Gethsemane across the Kidron Valley. Well, they didn't end the Passover liturgy there. There was still a fourth cup. The cup of consummation was still needed. That cup happens on the cross. In John chapter 19, verses 28 through 30, we read, quote, After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said, To fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A bowl full of vinegar stood there. So they put a sponge full of the vinegar on hyssop and held it to his mouth. And when Jesus had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Unquote. He received that fourth cup from the cross. To be sure, Psalm 22, which Jesus quotes from, starts with, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me? From thy words of groaning. O oh my God, I cry by day, but thou dost not answer. And by night, but find no rest. That's Psalm 22. It is a Toda Psalm. It starts in despair, but guess what? It ends in great glory. Yea, to him shall all the proud of the earth bow down. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust and who cannot keep himself alive. Jesus praises God in the Todah from the cross. It is good not to spare. Praise be to Jesus Christ in all things. So I hope you enjoyed that blast from the past. 2010, I think, is when I recorded that particular podcast. I may send a link to that to the CDT Insider email list, so make sure you're on that. You can do so on our website at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. But real quick, I want to read to you the account of the very first Thanksgiving. Yes, the very first Thanksgiving. This is from Dr. Michael Gannon. It comes out of an article out of Aladia. At least it's quoted in this article. Quote, When the first Spanish settlers landed in what is now St. Augustine on September the 8th, 1565, to build a settlement, their first act was to hold a religious service to thank God for the safe arrival of the Spanish fleet. After the Mass, praise be to God, the Eucharistic sacrifice, the Thanksgiving, the Toda uh, sacrifice, Father Francesco Lopez, the chaplain of the Spanish ships, and the first pastor of St. Augustine stipulated that the natives from the local tribe be fed along with the Spanish settlers, including Don Pedro Menendez de Aviles, the leader of the expedition. It was the very first Thanksgiving and the very first Thanksgiving meal in the United States, 50 years before those uh, settlers up in what is now New England uh, ever held their Thanksgiving, did we have a Eucharistic Toda sacrifice on the shores of this country in a Thanksgiving meal, as well as the sacrifice. So praise be to God for that. And if I'm not mistaken, they did intone the Toda upon landing on the shore. Today, what is it? Te Deum. Toda? One more time? Te Deum. Toda? One more time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Te Deum. Thank you. The Te Deum. We were keeping account of how many times I said Toda from the podcast. And what, what were we up to? Like 7,233? 872. Speaking of Toe Da's and Thanksgivings, what are we going to be playing for the next two days? 
Uh, yes, so for the next two days, we have unique content never heard before, and we have Father George Elliott tomorrow to talk about the Toda sacrifice. Uh, we're talking about the Eucharist, so we're going to be talking about Eucharistic miracles, the theology behind Eucharistic miracles, and something surprising that I had never heard before, and I was really shocked by when he was talking about some of the medical analysis of the uh, Eucharistic miracles. I was absolutely shocked. And then Friday, we're going to have uh, Ryan Grant on to talk about his book that, that he's republishing, The Heroine for Christ. It's not he, he didn't write the book. He's republishing an old book on the female saints. Excellent, excellent book. Highly recommend. I bought three myself. Nice. And so we're going to talk about that. Plus, we're going to talk about the turkey indult. Can you eat meat on the Friday after Thanksgiving? Hmm. Kinda. The answer is kinda. You got to <laughs> tune in and find out. And then also the last thing the uh the first real thanksgiving uh as opposed to uh the spanish thanksgiving there you go um i just read the first real thanksgiving 50 years before what happened in new england the holy mass praise be to god and a meal afterwards everybody got to eat praise jesus including the indians at any rate that's gonna do it for hour number one of catholic drive time thank you for joining us we're very grateful to you we're very thankful for you praise be to god thank you for being a part of this catholic radio program do us a favor and share us with a friend. If you can, join us in the second hour. We would love to have you. We have a good news story to share. Plus, our game show, Fear and Trembling. And today, we are going to give out the prizes. With the last three chances to get in on the drawing, you could win. Tune in next hour to find out. Go to grnonline.com forward slash cdt for the details. God love you. God bless you. We'll see you in the next hour. We're back here tomorrow morning. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. A friend of mine has been reading the Left Behind books. Is there really going to be a rapture like these books talk about? No. The rapture refers to a passage in 1 Thessalonians 4 where Christians are caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Many Christians believe, and the Left Behind books promote, that this being caught up to meet the Lord will occur before the Great Tribulation. Christians will simply vanish, meet Jesus somewhere in the air, and then return with Him to heaven to await the end of time. But notice, in verse 15, Paul says that we who are alive, who are left, shall be caught up. Those who are left get caught up to meet the Lord. The Left Behind books get their name from a passage in Luke 17 and one in Matthew 24, which compares the coming of the Lord to the days of Noah and the days of Lot. Matthew 24 puts it this way, As were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married, and they did not know until the flood came and swept them all the way. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field, one is taken and one is left. Two women grinding at the mill, one is taken, one is left. One is taken, one is left. The rapture, right? Jesus takes the Christians, leaves behind non-Christians. Two problems with that interpretation. First, Jesus' coming is compared to the days of Noah and the days of Lot. Well, after the flood, who was left? Noah and his family. The good guys, the bad guys were taken. After Sodom and Gomorrah went up in smoke, who was left? Lot and his daughters, the good guys, the bad guys were taken. Second problem, 1 Thessalonians 4 says that those who are left get to meet Jesus in the air. 
the good guys are left behind to meet Jesus. In other words, you want to be left behind so that you can get caught up in the clouds to meet Jesus in the air and accompany him back to earth at his second and final coming. There will be no rapture like the one the Left Behind books talk about. That view is not scriptural. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern. Right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. Happy Eve of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Eve? Either way, we're grateful to you. Praise be to Jesus. We're very thankful that you are part of our program. Uh, We would love to know what you are thankful for, and we're going to give you a chance to share that with us this hour. In fact, in the second half of this hour, when we are on our, what we call our after show, the live video feed on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, odyssey.com, we're also on our very own website. We're streaming live there right now grnonline.com forward slash cdt. We will open up the phone lines and allow you, if you are so willing, to call in and share with us what you are grateful for, what you are thankful for this year. There's a lot in the news to be uh, concerned about, but there's also still much to be grateful for and thankful for, and it is that thankfulness that we want to share today in this hour. So we're going to do that, plus we're going to have a great news story uh, for you coming up in a moment. We'll have Gospel of the Day, Saint of the Day. We'll have a little bit of a reflection, praise be to Jesus. And then we play our game show, Fear and Trembling at 15 past the hour, where you might get an opportunity to get three more chances into the prize drawing. And today's the day we're going to pull the winner because we won't be here for the next two days. We're going to have pre-recorded, exclusive, brand new content to share with you for the next two days, but we, will, we won't be live in the studio. It'll all be pre-recorded. So we're going to pull the winner today and give the prize away today. So that's coming up. So make sure you are ready if you would like those last three chances to win the prize today. Make sure you are ready. The Game show rules, the phone number, all of that is listed on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Good morning to you, Rudy. Are you grateful for anything? Praise be to Jesus. That's awesome. What is it? <laughs> you know, uh, I'll, I'll never forget when my, especially my eldest daughter was born, like, Man, I felt like my heart grow. You remember uh, the the cartoon of uh, the Grinch and his heart grows, you know, like in the cartoon. Like I felt like that. I felt like wow, like my capacity to love another person 
is more acute than ever before, witnessing the birth of my, my eldest daughter. It was a pretty amazing experience for me. Speaking of amazing experiences, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Howdy, howdy. It's good to be here. Praise is, be to God. Is it? Is it, it is. It is. And you know, it's good to be Spider here roll. despite the fact that the Grinch is sitting in the studio with me. Uh, bah humbug. Bah humbug. Bah humbug. Well, now we're crossing metaphors here. We're crossing bah metaphors. Bah humbug, I bah say. Bah humbug, says the Grinch. You know, they're playing Christmas music in the, in the I know it. Outside I was just like I was just like sitting in the bathroom the, just jamming a second who, ago. Who's in charge? Who is in charge of this? Talk and, about mandates. And I was Where driving the by. the mandate to make Advent great to again? see all the lights and the decorations. I'm all excited. I'm R- very happy. Rudy, tell me you're on my side. Praise Ouch. be to God. Praise be to God. <laughs> I would prefer... Okay, so my choice is either listening to Mariah Carey or have turkey. Yeah, or don't have like turkey. If I, if I, in other words, if I gave up turkey, I could then uh, be granted not having to listen to Mariah Carey Correct. sing. I would give up turkey all day long. Wow. Absolutely 100%. 100%. I'll listen to Mariah Carey anyways. It's fine. <laughs> Actually, no, I hate that song. <laughs> I mean, good grief. They're going to wear these songs out. And it's not even, we're a month away from Christmas for crying out loud, people. I will never be worn out. Make I can listen to it 24-7. Great again, I say. All right, there you go. Praise be to God. We're going to have fun this hour. Hopefully you can join us either for the uh, game show coming up in just a few minutes, but also for the after show. We would love to chat with you today. You get to drive that conversation. Make sure you're you're hanging out with us on one of the live video feeds. Everything is linked up. You can find all the links to our live video feeds where you can interact with us on our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Let's pray. Let's jump into our hour and let's get started. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, now your good news with Rudy Carlos.
The saint of the day is St. Flora and St. Mary. During the 9th century, the Muslims invaded and conquered large parts of what is today Spain. Many were killed for violating Sharia law, their crimes ranging from apostasy to blasphemy against Muhammad. Two young women lived through this, and one was named Flora, the other Maria. Flora was born to a Muslim father and a Christian mother. When she was still a child, her father died and her mother raised her as a Christian. She had an older brother who was Muslim, and as she grew older, he tried to convert her to Islam. Flora was adamant that she would not turn against Jesus. Her brother, exasperated, turned her into the authorities, and Flora was sent to a prison, and a Muslim scholar was assigned to convert her to Islam. Somehow, Flora escaped and made her way to Christian settlements. During the same time, Mary's sister was a, was a sister to a deacon in the church. Mary's parents, fearing being charged as apostates, left their home and headed to a town considered a safer place. It was shortly thereafter that Mary's mother died. Mary's father, a fearful for his daughter's safety, sent her to a convent in a place called Cuta Clara. While pray praying to St. Assislus Church, she, was, she met Flora, who arrived around the same time. They had much in common. The convent's mother superior told Maria how her two sons were executed by the Muslims 30 years earlier and how they had made her watch her sons as they suffered and died. Flora and Mary decided to turn themselves into the Muslim authorities in order to suffer and die together for Jesus. The Muslim court, in an attempt to break the two women, sentenced them to a brothel. So they would have to endure the shame and humiliation of being a prostitute. Flora and Maria never wavered from their values and faith, and they were beaten and scourged but never gave in. The authorities gave up, and Flora and Mary were taken out and beheaded. They died in 856. St. Flora and Mary pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Luke chapter 21, verses 12 through 19. Jesus said to the crowd, They will seize and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons, and they will have you led before kings and governors. Because of my name, it will lead to your giving testimony. Remember, you are not to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. The Gospel of the Lord. Saint Gregory of Nyssa said, But let us consider the state of things at that time. While all men were suspected, kinsfolk were divided against one another, each differing from the other in religion, the gentle son, the Gentile son stood up the betrayer of his believing parents, and of his believing son, the unbelieving father became the determined accuser. No age was spared in the persecution of the faith. Women were unprotected even by the natural weakness of their sex, close quote, St. Gregory of Nyssa. I think it uh, speaks to what many families are thinking of today, especially in this, in these incredible and interesting and difficult times we find ourselves in, where we wonder what our neighbor is thinking about us. We wonder what our loved ones uh, think about the decisions we make as a family. 
for ourselves and for our children when it comes to health or religion or the society at large. And we wonder if the day is coming when we might be turned in to the rightful authorities for not making the decisions that they would deem are the ones to make. This verse, I think, speaks to that. And it also reminds us to have faith in God, not in the world. Adrian, what did you find? Uh, yes. So real quickly, the verse 19, I wanted to bring up that point, but I needed to use a different translation. It says, by your perseverance, you will secure your lives. The Vulgate renders it in patientia versus possessibus animus vestris, which is in your patience, you shall possess your souls. In your patience. The word patience is the word I wanted to focus on. And the verse 19 here, Cornelius Lapide points out that it is in patience that we receive, that we are able to take control of our souls. And without patience, our souls are not only not our own, but they're owned by, they're possessed by the vices of wrath, vindictiveness. And he said, and consequently, therefore, Satan. So without patience, your soul belongs to Satan, according to Cornelius Lapide. And he goes in, and I highly recommend checking this out, his commentary on this passage, because it's very, very profound on the virtue of patience. And I'm going to reread this a few more times because this is excellent. He says, through patience, we possess our souls because while we learn to govern ourselves, we begin to possess the knowledge that we are. And that's important. That's, that's a very profound statement to recognize who we are, what we are, and simply that we are. He goes on and talking about on the negative end of it, what happens if we do not have patience? He quotes an epistle to Theocleister. Uh, the, he says, quote, in your patience, possess your souls. Consider a moment where patience would be if there were nothing to be endured. I suspect that he would not be an able who had no cane. For if the good were without misfortunes, they could not be perfectly good, for they would have no purgation. Their very society with evil is the purification of the good. This is a very profound statement to think about and to meditate on, especially at our Thanksgiving day, whenever we're dealing with our family and friends. I mean, not dealing with, we're, you know, we, when our, we're with our family and friends and uh, things start coming up, things happen. Patience here. God allows us to be plagued by evil, to be plagued by discomfort, be plagued by these things. Why? So that way we may practice virtue, so we may conquer and we may possess our souls. Sounds reasonable. Praise be to God. It is time to play our game, Fear and Trembling. Your last three chances to get in on the prize pack is right now because we are going to draw a winner out today during the radio program. So... Call right now if you want to get in on this at 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. Phone lines are open. Waiting for your call at 877-757-9424. We'll be right back. Fear and Trembling is coming up next. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Protestants like to use James 2, 10-11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin because James says, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point 
has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 1.15 he affirms it, saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin, whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2.10-11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, Lord, I only broke one commandment but kept the other nine. So James 2.10-11 is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. For 2,000 years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children, developed the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit catholicscomehome.org today. Welcome home. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. <laughs> the Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling. The Catholic Trivia Game Show, we have a secret and hidden agenda. But I can't tell you that for obvious reasons. But number one, number two, uh, we need a phone call. Uh, phone lines are wide open. If you've not played before, what an opportunity. Because not only could you get in first, but also... Your chances of winning the prize are very, very good since we're giving it out today instead of on Friday because it's a short week. 877-757-9424. Phone lines are open. Waiting for your call right now at 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. Call now and you can get in on that prize pack. So that is the deal. All right. While we're waiting for that phone phone call to come through. Let me just tell you about what we are doing here and my secret and sneaky little hidden agenda. But you have to promise not to tell anybody what I'm about to tell you. All right? That's the deal. Number one, we like to teach the faith. So we look for teachable moments in the questions where you might learn something. Praise be to God. And it's always a good thing to learn something new about your Catholic faith. Number two, we like to have fun with our callers. They tend to be a good time. They laugh with us. They're good sports. We enjoy that probably the most. And number three, we give out prizes. And that kind of makes it a winner for everybody involved. And today is that day when we're going to give those prizes away. So uh, it's going to be fun. But here's the deal. If you're just joining us, you're new here, let me tell you what the rub is. Here's the rub. We don't ask our caller the question. Mm -mm. Instead, we will ask Rudy and we will ask Adrian. One of them will be right and the other will be wrong. And the caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Whom do they trust more, uh, Rudy or Adrian? And every right answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. And by the way, this week's prize is generously donated to us by Painted Sanctuary over at Etsy. So that's etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash 
Painted Sanctuary. They've given us a set of five assorted uh, nativity-inspired blank greeting cards with original art by Christina Fahey. These cards are five by seven inches, printed on 100-pound uncoated paper. Uh, The envelopes are included as well. Each package will contain one of each of the five images, the the nativity, the visitation, St. Mary Magdalene, Mary and and Jesus. I think there's two versions of that. It's original artwork, it's beautiful, and it's perfectly suited for the Christmas season, which is still a month away. Make Advent great again, I say. But at any rate, you'll be able to use these cards to customize them to say Merry Christmas to your friends, your family, your loved ones. Thank you to Painted Sanctuary for generously giving us the prize this week to give away. Let's go to the phones. Xavier, good morning to you. Thanks for calling in our program. Morning. Praise be to God, Xavier. Where are you calling from? Uh, Pensacola. Pensacola's on the board. Praise be to God. We don't uh, we don't often get Florida calls, but when we do, we really appreciate it. Where do you go to church, Xavier? Uh, I go to St. Anne's usually. Occasionally, we'll go around to St. Paul's around the the corner. So awesome! Praise be and, to God. Uh, sometimes I end up going to church at the hospital as well because I work as a uh, patient access representative there and. I'm exhausted, and so I go there at like 8 o'clock in the morning right after I get off some days. Well, thank you for your uh, service to uh, to our community. Praise be to Jesus. Um, do you have, real quick, you got about six, just really quickly, what are you grateful for this week? Uh, this week, I'm especially grateful for my family, um, all of them, my three little boys, my wife especially, and all of my extended family that has continued to be supportive of me and my family, and even the ones that I don't stay in touch with as much because I still love them dearly. Praise be to God. That's well said. Way oh. more profound than me. <laughs> yeah. All right, Xavier. I was going to say steak. Are you? I was going to say steak. Brisket. Are you familiar with the game? Do you know how it's played? I, I just have to choose the one that sounds uh, least suspicious, right? <laughs> I like this. He's so he's so articulate. Not correct, but uh, least suspicious. It's least Got suspicious. It. How, okay, so that's good. Praise God. Just so you know, I am your advocate here. I am on your side. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I'm here to get you into that cup and see if we can't get you that prize. So let's begin. We're going to go to Rudy. Rudy, are you ready? Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> Rudy, can you tell me? What does the abbreviation AD in reference to dates stand for? Really? Mm hmm. Really? Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Let's just get a second opinion here. Uh, Adrian, can you tell me what does the abbreviation AD in reference to? To dates stand for. You're talking about the date I'm going on next week? Uh, oh, 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 you're different, going different on date. A different date. date. Oh, what? Uh, whoa, uh, awkward, awkward. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Uh, no, AD stands for Anno Domini, which is the year of our Lord. The year of our Lord. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Referring hmm. to the resurrection rather than the really? crucifixion. Okay, okay. Huh. All right, Xavier, here's the deal. Adrian seems to think it means Anno Domini, whereas Rudy seems to think it means after death. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Xavier, what say you? All right, I'm going to go with uh, Adrian on this one. Anno Domine. Survey says... Easy peasy. That was pretty good. Praise God. It was an easy one, though, right, uh, Xavier? That was fairly straightforward. A straightforward one. You know, the sad part is they've gotten rid of that, uh, that, the use of AD. They've gone to. They try to, anyways. Like 
common error or something like that. I can't yeah. remember. Common yeah. error, which so happens to coincide with the year of our Lord. Yeah, it's, it's tragic. Just so coincidentally. Right, make, coincidentally. Make Anno Domini great again, I say. All right, here we go. You're in the cup. Praise be to God. You could win now. God is so very good. But I think we can uh, double your chances here. Let's go to Adrian. Adrian, Uh-oh. can That's you tell dangerous. me? Maybe. Is piety one of the four ends of the mass? Is piety one of the four ends of the mass? Yeah, making me more That pious. would be no. What? Nope. Am I, Not at all. What? Nope. Come. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Okay. Nine. Okay, I'm, all right. Fine. I'm going to get into a second opinion, though. Uh, Rudy, can you tell me, is piety one of the four ends of Holy Mass? I didn't see that coming. Yeah, me neither. Oh, wow. I'm, sh- I'm, sh- I'm shocked. <laughs> totally shocked. I did not know that you were going to say that. All right, so uh, here is the deal, Xavier. This is a tricky question for sure. But Rudy seems to think that piety is one of the goals, let's just say, of the Holy Mass, whereas Adrian says it is not. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Xavier, what say you? Well, I took Adrian's advice the first time, but I'm going to take Rudy's this time. Dangerous. Okay, are you sure? What? No! No. Ouch! No, he was right. Oh. Who did you choose? You chose. He said Rudy. He said Rudy. Oh, you said Rudy. Yeah. Oh. I did. Yep. I didn't. I wasn't listening. Mm -mm. Piety is not one of the ends of the mass. The ends of the mass are adoration, thanksgiving, atonement, and petition. Adoration, thanksgiving, atonement, and petition. I'm sorry. I let you down there, Xavier. I wasn't paying close enough attention. I thought you were. I thought you were saying Adrian was right. Nope. Uh, no. Joe just, is, it it's up. just in his head. Joe's all, all constantly thinking, Adrian's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. Mm-hmm. No, I'm yep. going to fact check that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we get Snopes involved. Definitely not the case. But uh, all right. So the answer is no. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, we are not the point of the uh, the Holy Mass. But at any rate, let's go to question three. I still think, I still think this is possible to double your chances. Here we go. Back to Rudy. Rudy, can you tell me what is the term? For the rite of sprinkling that faithful with blessed sprinkling the faithful with blessed water before the principal mass on Sundays. Now, this is a TLM question. We didn't talk about this very recently on the show, during the game show, in fact. So before the high mass at TLM, the faithful are sprinkled with holy water, with blessed water. What do we call that? Asparagus. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Okay. Well, college you is. I wonder what uh, Adrian's going to say. Me too. Adrian, can you tell me what is the term for the rite of sprinkling the faithful with blessed water before the principal mass on Sundays? The holy bath. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why are you uh, laughing? I'm morning allergies. That's I'm, all. It's, I, it gets I'm chilly. I'm, it's I'm chilly outside. Serious. I'm a very serious person. Um, I can tell. So you said, what, what was your answer? The holy bath. The holy bath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Xavier, here is the deal. Adrian seems to think it's called the holy bath, whereas Rudy seems to think it's called the asparagus. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Xavier, what say you? I think I'm going to go with Rudy this time. What? Survey says. I didn't see that coming. Me neither. I, Xavier, did you know that, or was that just like, uh, did we make that easy for you? I don't think that you know 
holy bath is the uh, typical term that they would use. But it's very technical. Totally very technical. All right, we are we highly are, technical. We are running out of time very fast now, so we're going to pull a name and announce the winner. Xavier, it could be you. It might not. I don't know. God's holy will be done. All we right. have a name. It is Lynn. Len, congratulations, Len. There you go. Xavier, I'm glad you play, played, but I'm sorry your name wasn't drawn, but we're grateful to you. Call back in the future. God love you, uh, Xavier. Thank you for calling in today. Catch you later. God bless you. Call back soon. All right, that is going to do it for the radio side of our program. Praise be to God. If you can join us in the after show, we're going to open the phone lines and let you call in and uh, express what you're grateful for right now. We would love to know. Call right now, 877-757-9424. Phone lines are open for your gratitude at 877-757-9424. What are you grateful for? Call now, 877-757-9424. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Welcome to the after show of Catholic Drive Time, where we get more casual about our conversation and we talk to you about whatever is on your heart, whatever's on your mind. You get to drive that conversation simply by commenting. But we want to give you an opportunity to maybe share with us what you are thankful for. So we thought we'd open the phone lines and uh, let you call in and, and share those live with us on, on the program. So the phone lines are open still at 877-757-9424. If you'd like to share with us what you are thankful for, what you are grateful for, it could be literally anything, call now, 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. Praise be to God. I want to thank those that have been hanging out with us today. You know, I'm sure that many people are just off already. Uh, and are beginning their Thanksgiving celebration. Praise be to Jesus. Tammy, good morning to you. Thank you for hanging out with us today. We, we love having you here. Christopher Velasquez, good morning to you. Deacon Ken, praise be to God. Good morning to you. Paul, our friend from Buffalo, good morning to you. Christopher Chance, good morning to you. Glad to see you guys here. Praise be to Jesus. Uh, let's see here. I see Colin. Good morning to you, Colin. Thanks for hanging out today. Hey, happy birthday, Mike, over on odyssey.com. I think it's Sci-Fi Mike's birthday, right? Is it is it Sci-Fi Mike or is it Mike from Virginia? Um, but one of the Mikes are having a birthday today. Uh, praise be to God. And they brought up a great idea for a new segment. Rudy, Adrian, I think you guys are going to like this. They had the brilliant idea of maybe we can start a whole new game show of what would you be willing to do for to, turkey. to avoid having to listen to Mariah Carey Christmas music. Mike said he would, he might be willing to take a stick in the eye. Yikes. It just all depends on the size of the stick, I think. Um, but yeah. I, th- I think it's a brilliant idea. Maybe we should run that, that segment all during the holy season of Advent. Right. Uh, you do. Wow. Yikes. 
Um, <laughs> what? <wow, turn>, what? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Big cringe. I, I wasn't ready I for that. I need, I need to cleanse, I'm I need to cleanse my you. ears. Psychologically, <laughs> emotionally, I was okay. prepared. My ears are being cleansed as we speak. <laughs> I, I'm better. I'm getting. I'm feeling better now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Things are okay now. Yeah. Things are okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. From the Holy One, Lori, uh, uh, Lori Powell, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Don, good morning to you. Monica Cortez and Josh Knoll, good morning to you. Gloria Deanne Lopez, praise be to Jesus. Good morning to you. Douglas, good morning to you. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Patty, of course, was on. Buddy is here. June, good Susan morning to said, you. said, I'd be thankful if you don't. <laughs> yeah, amen. Glenn Trahan, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We're very grateful to you. So uh, phone lines are open. If you guys want to call in today and you want to share what you are grateful for, we'd love to hear that. Love to invite you to be a part of our program right now at 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. You know, I'd be willing to listen to uh, to Rudy Singh as a, if if that meant I never had to listen to Mariah Carey music, Christmas music ever again. I'd be li- willing to listen to Rudy Singh if that meant that I don't have to go to purgatory. Huh. Time uh, off of purgatory. That's an interesting proposition, isn't it? So maybe what we do is we put the game show segment together where we get like a, a bishop involved. And we, we figure out, okay, what levels of punishment would also get us time off of purgatory? Hmm. Can we Death. put... Could we petition <laughs> someone has to be willing to die? I then, mean, it is. Then by default, you're never going to listen to Mariah Carey again. Based. Or unless you... Sci-Fi Mike said, uh, I do not like Rudy anymore. Thank you, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> the listening to Rudy is better than Mariah. Wait, what? Yikes. No. No. Mm, negative. no. Negative goes right oh, the pattern no. is full. No, 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 oh, no, 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 and no. What is that thing? No, oh, no, on, no, 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 no. We're we're smashing buttons simultaneously over here. That's how bad things are. Awkward. Uh, Mary Barone, good morning to you. Susan Weber, praise be to God. Good to see you. Joaquin Hernandez, good morning to you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Although Joaquin, in his brilliant, astute. Joaquin's a very good-looking man, too, by the way. Uh, he, he, he asked for the horns of the apocalypse. Is that it? <laughs> Is that the horns of the apocalypse? <laughs> Don says, no! That was like a quote from Darth Vader? What was that, Don? No! By the way, speaking of Darth Vader, did you guys hear? They are finally making the Obi-Wan Kenobi series with Ewan McGregor. Like... You say me and McGregor? No, you and McGregor. Me and McGregor, that's what no, I said. not you and... Ma- <laughs> that's what I said. Duh. That's amazing. Come on, man! Duh. No, it's like... How, Disney, who's in charge with, of you guys? Like, for decades now, the only thing we have wanted was better lightsaber battles and better acting. And you and McGregor was an obvious choice to bring back Obi-Wan Kenobi. Instead, you gave us these latest three crazy, terrible versions of Star Wars that went full woke. Like, who, college, you is it's not rocket science. I mean, when when uh, Rogue One is a is a better Star Wars film than the last three that you've made, that should signal something to you about how to make Star Wars films. And finally, you and McGregor is coming back. The question is, is it going to be full woke? Who knows? Hmm. Hmm. 
Oh, Alaric said, just to be sappy here, but I am grateful for CDT. Oh, thank you, Alaric. God bless Come you. Come on, man. Yeah, praise be to God. Thank you for that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Alaric. Thank you. God thank love you. you, brother. God love you, brother. All right. So, uh, yeah, if you guys want to share with your gratitude or whatever it is that's on your heart, you're welcome to do so at 877-757-9424. Phone lines are available to you. Ow. 877-757-9424. Uh, tell us what you're thankful for. We'd love to hear that. Praise be to God. Or what your plans are for Thanksgiving. I'd love to know that, too. I'm going to go to Mass. We have bass bells now. I have everything. <laughs> I need my buttons updated then. Um, They're different. I uh, am going to go visit my grandparents. They are going to be somewhat close to the state of Texas. So Friday morning, I'm going to get up early. We're going to cruise down the road. And I'm going to go visit my grandparents, who are very elderly at this point. And uh, I'm excited to be able to see them again. I haven't seen them in a while. So praise be to God. Yeah. Yeah, God is good. And I'll see distant relatives that I, if I, last time I've seen them, it had to have been, I don't know, more than two decades ago at least. You're, uh, you're going to have to have uh, the virtue of patience. Am I? I'm sure. Am I? I'm just guessing. Just the likelihood. Guessing. Oh, it's many things, I'm sure. Uh Sci-Fi Mike says he wants a live-action Darth Vader show where every episode he hunts down so a cool. Jedi. That'd be so cool. <laughs> there was a uh, that was a comic series. I don't know if you're how familiar you are with it, but Star Wars comics. There was a Darth Vader uh, series that ran for a while. That was the, exactly what the plot was. It was him uh, hunting down Jedi, but also him plotting to overthrow the Emperor so he could take his place. Uh, very good, excellent, excellent comic. It's not like saber fights in that comic. Oh, speaking epic. of which, uh, did you hear that the family, like Stan Lee's family and other Stan uh, families, are are getting sued by yeah, MCU. getting sued by Marvel yeah. and Disney, so that they could end their attachment to like uh, the residuals, royalties, yeah. royalties and residuals. Yeah, apparently there's a 1976 copyright law, and uh, there. And guess who created who extended that law? Who Disney? Disney. Disney extended all like he, they're the ones that have been bullying like the reason why copyright laws are as strict as they are a mm. huge player in that is Disney because the um the mouse was about to go into the public domain the and they fought the mouse yeah and they fought vigorously to uh, make sure that they got to keep the rights to the mouse yeah the rights to the mouse mm-hmm. that's wild um what else what else is going on this weekend obviously we're gonna Sleep. have two days off we're gonna I will maybe you and not me. Mm, I'm getting well. up early Friday. I may sleep in a little bit tomorrow, though. Well, hold on. If we go to mass, then I can't. What time so, is mass? Nine. Oh, that is sleeping in. It's sort of. You got. You can get up at like seven. It's like super late, dude. I bet because I bet the roads are going to be like wide open in Houston, Texas. What are the What are the roads like in Virginia? In Mike? Dickinson, they're nice. Um, during Thanksgiving, it's got to be wide open, right? I, I had the hardest time yesterday. I was I stayed up to like eight o'clock trying to find guests for today, and I had some interesting ones on the hook. But maybe it's because of Thanksgiving. But people kept saying no. I think people just don't like us. That's probably it too. I think that's what it is. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for your loss, Rudy. So sorry for your loss. Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> F. A mess. Mike says they're a mess. Even during Thanksgiving, though. I'm curious. 
even during Thanksgiving. Mike, Sci-Fi Mike says he's thankful that I work for a company small enough so they don't have to enforce the vaccine mandate on me. Nobody does now. Well, I don't know. Saki saying you're we're still supposed to enforce it even if the court said no. Nope. And they had already laid the groundwork for enforcing it on all human beings and not just the larger companies. Now, how do you guys feel about the news story out of Australia using the army to move its citizens into COVID camps? They don't necessarily have to be COVID positive to be moved into the camp. If they came close to people who are COVID positive, which they know because they're they're contact tracing everybody by their phones and the social, and at least in, in the Darwin, Australia, they have that social score that they took from China and they implemented it there. We need tinfoil hats, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You think so? I can't. But like these, these, these rallies are massive. I mean, massive rallies in Australia, in Austria, in uh, even in Germany, in the UK. We're seeing massive rallies in New York City, Rome. I mean, all of these places, Ontario, they're having these massive rallies. Uh, they don't want these mandates. They don't want these draconian measures. And still the governments are like, yeah, we don't, we're not, we don't care. It's for your, it's for your health. It's for your safety. It's absolutely insane. It seems uh, we live in very interesting times. I almost wanted to say, and I'm not even reading from Infowars for crying out loud. You know, night right now. Night. Later. I mean, when Infowars becomes normal, you you know you're living in interesting times. The profit. <laughs> when you're when you're reading uh, headlines that sound like they could have been written by Infowars but weren't. You know you're living in very. You mean reading from the prophet? What prophet? The prophet. What prophet? Alex Jones. Alec. Oh my. Good grief. Come on. Amen, brother. The hermit in the hills. Uh, Mike says too many people trying to get their families. I just like traveling on Thanksgiving. Wow, even in Virginia, huh? Mark Lowe. Good morning to you. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks for being a part of the after show. Anyway. Phone lines are available if you guys want to call in. You're welcome to do so at eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. Uh, Christopher Chance has been having some strange dreams. You know, I've been having strange dreams too, Christopher. That's weird. This last week, I I had two dreams that were really odd. Number one was sort of a <clears throat> like a dystopian. I don't know. The world had gone insane, and people were hiding, and I was hiding in a in a room of a, a building with cats everywhere. It was just kind of like a dystopian, crazy thing. Were you watching Cats the Musical? And then I, the night before last, I had a dream that I was standing on some dirt road, like getting ready to go hunting with some friends, and then somebody did not know we were standing there, and they had in their hand a large, bent, curved, bent uh, blade, like a machete, but bent halfway, and a gas can and a knife, and they Weird. were going, it looked like they were going to dismember and, and destroy a, a child. Yikes. Like, I, I, I didn't watch Weird. anything. I didn't, like, there was no, like, I didn't watch a movie or, or anything. It was just out of the blue, out of nowhere, this, this really strange, bizarre dream that I had. It was just utterly, like, it shocked me. I'm like, what? Where did that, where is that coming from? Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Really? You know the secret to that? A flathead. Do you, do you boost your head up at night? Or do you put your head down flat? See? See? Try it.
Go go flathead all the way down. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> right right but once i started putting my head flat and not boosting it up boy the dreams were way more vivid and i can remember them a lot easier let's go to the phone lines sienna good morning to you Good morning. Sienna, we are grateful for you. Praise be to God. Thank you for uh, being a part of the CDT family. What are you grateful for? Thank you. Um, a family. Praise be to God. Uh, and I'm thankful for that I can uh, listen to Joe and Adrian and everybody. <laughs> Praise be to Jesus. Well, we're grateful for your family, too. You've Amen. got a great family. We love the Burr your family. Praise be to Jesus. And it was such a pleasure to meet you when you were here. Uh, well, how many months ago was that now? Yikes. That was a while ago at this point. Maybe was six it? months. Maybe more. Yeah. Yeah, praise be to God. Thank you, Sienna, for calling. And uh, what is, don't what, tell anybody, yeah. but... Um, I think the Burriers might be my favorites. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Keep that between us. Just don't don't tell anybody. Okay. Though. Okay. Nobody knows now. Uh, Sienna, what uh, Thanksgiving meal? Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite like uh, side dish, or do you love the turkey? Or what is your favorite part of Thanksgiving meal? Mashed potatoes. Yes. Yeah. Mine is uh, mashed potatoes, uh, rolls, and ham. Mm. That's pretty much my entire meal. Ham. That's it. That's it. Ham. A lot of starch. A lot of starch. A lot of carbs. Oh, there's mm. nothing like great, fluffy, buttery mashed potatoes with gravy on it. Right, Sienna? My little sister makes it. Mm. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the best. It is so good. What do you have for dessert, Sienna? Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin, Pumpkin. pie. Mm. Classic. Classic. Now, uh, okay, so let's talk, about, let's talk about leftovers, Sienna. How long? How many days? Do you get to go? How many, like, how many days worth of leftovers do you actually have? I mean, do, are you eating leftovers like into Sunday uh, of the Thanksgiving weekend? <laughs> Next two weeks. Uh, there's not really a lot of leftovers. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Your siblings eat a lot of food, huh? Devour it, <laughs> devour it all. Well, praise be to God. Well, give your love to our to your family. Yeah, Amen. God love you, Sienna. Thank you again for for being a part of the CDT family. We're very grateful to you. God love Emily you. Emily is a friend of mine. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right, Sienna. God love you. Uh, well, we'll catch up with you next week after Thanksgiving. But have a great Thanksgiving. Let's, Thank you. Bye. Let's go to line two. Mike. Good morning, our friend, the brick wall. Hey. hey good morning, and uh, happy Thanksgiving Eve, everyone. Praise be to God. Is that a thing? Can we can we say Thanksgiving Eve? Why not? I mean, Eve just means the day before. Why not? I yeah. don't know. It if feels if weird. we're inventing game, if we're inventing game shows, we can certainly <laughs> uh, invent a new holiday. I, I make up words, so I mean, why not? 
And what are you willing to endure to avoid having to hear Mariah Carey music, Mike? Uh, well, I mentioned the stick in the eye. So. That's right. Depends on the stick, though, I would argue. It depends on the stick. Oh, yeah. I don't want one of those little skinny ones. You want one big, big <laughs> I was thinking you were saying, if it's a small one, I'll take it. But you're thinking, no, it needs to be a big one. Well, you know, you want to keep that eye around for some use in the future, God willing, right? Yeah, God willing. <laughs> Amen to that. Praise be to God. What are you grateful uh, for, Mike? Um, you know, the list is really long. And, and you know, I, I live with this whole theory that if you're born American, you've already won the lottery. Amen. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we're, we're so blessed. But personally, for me, you know, after being absent from the church for 40 years, uh, I, I am so grateful for Mother Church and uh, mm. my return to it. Amen. Uh, and, and I don't mean to break serious, but uh, I am very serious about that. Um, it was really wild, you know, when I went to confession and said, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been 40 years since my last confession. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that must have been an awesome confession, I can imagine. You probably well, floated out. the most out. awesome part of that, Joe, and I, I want to share this with you is when I called my dad, the deacon, afterwards and told him that. Wow. No kidding. Amazing. Yeah, he wept. He wept. <laughs> um, wow. I did, too. <laughs> I went right there with him. Praise and be so, to God. Uh, that, that, that's what I'm probably uh, most grateful for. And then, of course, you know, my wife, who puts up with me every single day. God bless her. <laughs> <laughs> and, I hear the same have, thing from I Joe's have... wife. <laughs> easy. <laughs> easy. Wow. Praise I be to have... God. I have two great sons. You know, my oldest served in the Army, contrary to what I recommended. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> sorry. My deepest condolences. But he did his four years with honor and, and got out. And then I have a younger son who's just uh, overcome so many obstacles in his life. And and my friends, including all you guys, uh, very grateful. You know, you bring wealth to my life every day. So not to be too sappy, but those are the things I'm truly grateful for. And not hearing Mariah Carey because I have streaming music so I can skip it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pay for Spotify just so I can skip Mariah Carey. I was thinking of you last week when I was in Baltimore. I saw that Coast Guard cutter and I'm like, this is so cool, you know, and uh, I wanted to go and, and, and explore that thing a little more, but uh, Man, never had the Never had the chance to get up there and really kind of take a look at it, but uh, I was thinking of you because of your service to our country through the Coast Guard, so thank you for that. Well, thank you, and I thought about you the day before Veterans Day when it was the birthday of the Marine Corps, and uh, thought about all the balls that were happening this year, you know, that were not happening last year, and yeah. so uh, True story. It, it, was a, uh, it was a good thing this year, and hopefully it'll get more sane, doubt it, but it will get more sane next year. <laughs> real quick on the Coast Guard, though, was it the Patriot Act that moved the Coast Guard into the Homeland Security versus Department of Transportation? It, it was. When they when they formed the Department of Homeland Security, we were moved over. I was in still then, mm. and uh, I actually have a plank owner certificate for the DHS, and uh, somewhere, I, I don't know where I put it, but it's around here somewhere. But I, I was there when, I can't remember the first secretary, it was Tom, was it Tom Ridge? I think. Yes, I think so. But he made that announcement at Coast Guard headquarters, and I was there when it was made. So um, wild. They, yeah, think, it was it was an interesting time. They moved <laughs> so, over the Secret Service too, if I'm not mistaken, and they did. several they other did. organizations. They they lumped them all in, and it really changed the way some of those organizations operated. Not not necessarily for the better. And I think now that DHS is the biggest. Uh, 
I think, I'm not certain, but I think it's the biggest department in the government, not including the active duty military guys in the Department of Defense. Oh, really? So, oh, wow. Yeah, I think as far as the size of the actual agency, I think it's the biggest. Uh, I know the building is the biggest in Washington, D.C. No kidding. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> Take that, Mr. President, Mrs. Pelosi. <laughs> All right. That's oh, goodness. That's so funny. By the way, you know, I, I love pumpkin pie. I like sweet potato pie even better, but nothing beats pecan pie. Amen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My favorite pie. is a chocolate fudge pecan pie from um, House of Pies in Houston, Texas. Now, is it pecan or pecan? Pecan. No, you come on. A pecan is where you go to the bathroom. <laughs> thank you, thank you. A pecan is a can you pee in. Uh, well, it, I don't know, Mike. I think the country's pretty divided on this issue. Do you say Coke or pop? I say soda. You say so. Oh, you're keeping a neutral ground. I see where you're going with that. Keeping all your now, options now open. Now, in the, in the southeast, uh, the term I used to hear when I was a kid was soft drink. What kind of soft drink would you like? Yeah. So, you know, we can really mess that up. Right. I, I guess right. it's opposed to hard drinks like so, alcohol. Yes. Okay. That's yes, probably. I think that's exactly what it was. Wow. Well, we don't want to mix that up, right? Mm. Praise be to God. <laughs> now, favorite. Uh, so uh, during the meal itself, what do you what do you prefer? What's your favorite on the dish for Thanksgiving? Oh, I, you know, the brisket thing really caught my attention earlier this week. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I smoke a turkey breast every Ooh. year, and and I enjoy smoked turkey breast. Uh, I like ham though. I come on, man. I, I see food, I eat it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are you are a coastie, so that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> of Praise course, God. of course. So well, you know, you don't pass by. You don't pass by a meal uh, because you never know where the next one is coming from when you're <laughs> That's right. out there on the water. So. I'll never forget when I was uh, serving with the, the small boat house out of Honolulu with the Coasties uh, in like 1990 or whatever it was. Um, I'll never forget the hash browns because you could either eat them or use them to clean the boat. What? Like it was uh, one or the other. <laughs> Yikes. <You know>. Yikes. <laughs> so, That's right. Well... We did have good food in some places in the Coast Guard. The smaller the unit, the better the food. That's uh, it. I'm joining the Air Force. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Air Force, you know, you get to live in a dormitory and eat at the cafeteria. That's so. right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, my, 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 my sister got uh, deployed uh, uh, in the Air Force. She was in the Air Force. She got deployed to Saudi Arabia. They lived in the King's Palace out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, high well, on the hog. High on the hog. Of course I, I was a senior enlisted guy, and I was in an exchange pro program and went to the Senior Air Force NCO Academy, the Senior NCO Academy. And they had a maid come in and clean my room every day. So. <laughs> <laughs> Praise be. I, I actually was on a Navy base in Coronado, California, and, uh, and they had maids come in and clean the barracks. I thought that was the oh, craziest man. thing ever. I'm like, what is you this? Know? What Twilight Zone are we in? Yeah, very odd. Very odd. Well, you know, you know, you go to a Marine Corps base, and if you're a senior NCO, they'll put lockers between you and the rest of the guys. So, well, that, in, they, they the deserve it. Day. Senior enlisted folks deserve that, praise God. They deserve the lockers between them and the other guys in the open bay, right? Yes, exactly. It's, a, it's the luxury <laughs> items that count, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, guys, I know I know the show's coming to an end, and, and I know you have a couple things to say, but thank you very much for, for what you do for us, and thank you for your friendship, okay? God love you, God Mike. Love you. We appreciate you, brother. Take care. All have right. a great Talk Thanksgiving you with you and your family. Take care. You too. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there, by the way. Amen. Bye Amen. Now. Praise God. Don says the best way to turn off Mariah Carey music 
is with an off button. Amen. Makes sense. Totally makes sense. Should we uh, tease them about the uh, turkey indult? Please do. The turkey indult. Hmm. Have you ever heard of the turkey indult before? A lot of uh, traditional Catholics. So here's a spoiler. But if you want to hear the whole story, you got to tune in tomorrow, hear about the turkey indult. Oh, actually, no, no. The whole story of the turkey indult is on Friday. And but the uh, the short version, I, I basically give the answer tomorrow. But the uh, for, for y'all guys that are here, I'll give y'all a sneak peek. The turkey indult was believed to be when Pius XII gave permission uh, for Americans to eat meat on the day after Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is always on a Thursday, mm. and then Friday you have to abstain from meat. The short answer is technically canon law doesn't oblige us to abstain from meat anymore. We can do a different penance. So. Technically, if you want to eat meat on Friday, eat your leftovers. You can technically do that if you uh, substitute your penance with something else. Maybe get up bright and early in the morning, go to Mass, and uh, that can count as your act of piety for the day or donate money to uh, Jason Jones on Friday yeah. or something. And uh, then you can eat meat on Friday. But if you want to hear the history of how that happened, and it wasn't even Pius twelfth, He was dead. Uh, <laughs> awkward. <laughs> and so uh, if you want to hear the story of that, you have to tune in on Friday to uh, hear that story. Awkward. Praise be to God. Uh, Sci-Fi Mike brings up the great point. Haven't we suffered enough to not hear that song ever again? Yay and amen. From your lips to God's ears. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, Lori, in her brilliance, and I have to say, Lori is very brilliant, she brings up chocolate pie. Yay and amen. Pecan and chocolate pie, definitely my two favorites. In fact, my uh, my oldest daughter, she does most of the baking and such in the house because she loves it. And uh, my, my wife was saying to her, what pies do we want to make? And I'm like, what do you mean, what pies? There's, there's, there's the chocolate one, okay? There's the chocolate one that has extra chocolate, death by chocolate, chocolate mousse, chocolate fudge, chocolate frosting, and chocolate chocolate on top of the chocolate. There's that pie, and then there's pecan pie. Sounds reasonable, doesn't it? Ha- what? Ew. For Thanksgiving? You? Oh, oh, you're from California. Forgive me. I'm sorry. It makes sense. L- the land of fruit and nuts. I, it's totally, totally, totally reasonable. Totally, totally reasonable. <laughs> now you're not moving. All right. Praise be God. Monica Cortez, happy Thanksgiving. God bless you too. Praise Jesus. Uh, she says, okay, I'm bringing chocolate pie next Tuesday for Sherathon. Hey. <laughs> I will definitely be here if that's the case. Oh, we got to be here anyway. Yeah, we do. Uh, Sherathon starts on Tuesday, which means our next week, by the way, is going to be uh, different. Four times a year, we do a Sherathon, which means our second hour this particular time is is not going to happen from Tuesday to Friday of next week because we're going to be on the air raising money for our Catholic Radio apostolate, keeping the doors open, the lights on, and uh, Catholic Radio waves flowing wherever you are. And this show is produced that way. So we're going to be doing that next Tuesday through Friday. So our after show will only happen on Monday. And our game show will only happen on Monday as well. It'll be fun. Well, uh, Christopher Chan says, I'll eat all sorts of pies. Sounds reasonable, Christopher. Praise be to Jesus. That is going to do it for our show, uh, for the live portion of our show this week. We do have two shows, as Adrian pointed out, in the can, ready to go. Exclusive content, never been heard before. Praise be to Jesus. So if you're still tuning in, thank you for that. But we are going to take the rest of the two days off and be with our families for Thanksgiving. And we're going to be praying for you and for your needs and for your family. We're very grateful, as I said, to you. Thanking you for being a part of the Catholic Drive Time family. God love you. God bless you. Please do us a favor and share us with a friend. I'd be super grateful to you. 
Uh, otherwise, Rudy, Adrian, and I will see you back here live on Monday. Praise be to Jesus. Have a great weekend. Thank you for joining